0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Today is Healing Sunday. And, uh, you know, I really believe that the gospel, it is about forgiveness. But, it, but, you know, we know that Jesus was down here. And he wherever he went, he healed, delivered, and set free. And we know that. And we know even uh, in his first sermon that he ministered, he actually talked about that that the Spirit of God is upon him to preach the good news. And that good news is that, you know, you can partake of the promises of God. Amen. Uh, And you can partake of it because Jesus paid the price for every promise in the Bible. And so we have the access for the promise of healing for today. Some may, not, some may not believe that. And unfortunately, um, tradition uh, destroys people's faith at times. Yeah. And sometimes we grow up and you know, some of us come from different backgrounds. And sometimes we, you, we come from different even churches where they don't really teach about, you know, miracles. And they don't teach about, they, sometimes they'll tell you that miracles have passed away. I don't, want to, I don't want to go to a church where I need a miracle for the minister to tell me that my time has passed. Amen. And, you know, I, I want to go to a church that says there's still miracles available today. Amen. And I, I, I believe that, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So his word doesn't change, right? So if his word doesn't change, that means it works today. So, so God is all about miracles, and Jesus, whenever he went around, and if you study uh, his ministry, you'll find that healing and deliverance were keys to, to Jesus' ministry, So wherever he went. So if you think about gospel, and gospel means good news, you have to think about that, that, that the good news is that you don't have to be sick no more. You don't have to be poor no more. (laughs) Amen. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to uh, walk in anxiety and worry no more. Amen. Amen. You can be set free of these things. And and so um, I'm going to combine the Fruit of the Spirit series into my healing service today. And uh, just pray for me that I'm able to make it work. Amen. And so uh, I'm continuing with the... fruit, uh, uh, the Power Fruit series, because that's really the key that when we walk in the love of God, we're going to receive all the blessings of God. Amen? It's it's one step out of love is one step into sin, and you know, when we're operating or when we're walking under sin, then that opens the door for the devil to attack our lives. That gives him free rights to come against us. It gives him legal access to come against us. And we don't want to give the devil legal access. Amen. We don't want to give him any. Uh, the Bible says, give no place to the devil. Amen. So we don't want to give him any place. And one of the ways that we can give him place if we walk out of love. And, and you may say, well, uh, how do you do that? Well, first of all, the Bible says the greatest commandment is to love God. Right. With all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. When we walk out of love from God, it means that we're 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 being disobedient to his word. That's walking out of love to our heavenly father when we're not being obedient. And so and so that hurts our relationship with the father. But it segues into our relationship with others, because if you don't if your relationship isn't right with God, then it's not going to be right with others. Isn't that right? And that's why you always, your relationship always, it's vertical, like I always preach, and horizontal. And so you always have to have peace with God. Amen. And when you have peace with God, you'll have peace with yourself. And if you have peace with yourself, hopefully you'll have peace with others. See, when you don't have peace with God, you won't have peace with yourself. If you don't have peace with yourself, if you're angry with yourself, you're going to be mad at other people too. Have you ever been there? If you don't have peace with yourself and, 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 you're, and you did some wrong things and you hadn't repented repentant of those things, then, then your heart is condemning you and then sometimes you're more critical on other people. Remember David when he sinned and uh, you know, he thought you know, just because he had a position in God, that could exempt him from following the rules, right? So he thought that God would be okay just because he was king that he could do a little sitting on the side. And you can't, just because you're in a position, a blessing, doesn't, it doesn't mean that you can uh, sidestep God's ways. Amen. And so we know that, and we know that, that, that David, you know, remember that um, Nathan the prophet came to David and said, David, you know, there's a guy in your kingdom that stole a sheep, and he was a wealthy man, he took it from a poor family, killed that sheep and gave it to his guests, and that sheep was like a... Was like a um, like a pet, to this poor family, and and, and uh, of course Nathan said, "What should we do about this guy?" And of course David said, "You know, which he overreacted because it really wasn't really what the law says you do when you take when you steal a sheep." He said that guy should die, so he overemphasized the punishment of this person. And of course Nathan said, "You're the man, right? You're the man." So we got to be very careful that. When we're judging and criticizing and minimizing people that that we don't have some sin in our life. Right. Right? In other words, what did Jesus say? Jesus said first got to take the log out of your eye before you can take the speck out of your brother's eye. Right. And what we want to do is we want to tell everybody how to run their life, but our life's a mess. (laughs) Have you ever fallen in that? Place I have, you know, hey, that person's not doing that. Why it deflects from what we're doing? Amen. So let's continue. That's free today. That's a little. That's a little dessert before the dinner. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So let's look at this and look at look at John fifteen sixteen, because we're in this series and I am going to combine this because healing is about walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Because if you walk in the fruit of the Spirit, you're not going to be attacked with sickness. I'm going to say it again, if you're walking in the love of God and walking in the fruit of the Spirit, you, you're going to walk in divine protection. Remember that, Je- see, Jesus always walked in the fruit of the Spirit, and they tried to kill Jesus, but they couldn't do it. They could not kill Jesus because they could not take him out before his time. He, he, in other words, that day that he preached, they tried to throw him off a cliff, and he was able to walk through that crowd. Why? Because, because when you're walking in the love of God, the, the, the devil can't touch you. And if he does, he's going to have to get, hit, he's going to have to get off of you quickly when you, when you set your authority against him. Amen? So here in John 15, 16, um, it says here, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So Jesus, you know, he created us, and he created us for fellowship and relationship. But for for us down here, uh, Jesus uh, chose us, and what we're supposed to be doing down here is bearing fruit. Amen. Amen. And so he wants us bearing fruit in our life. And and so, so, and how do you do that? If you study out chapter 15 in John, you'll find out to bear fruit in, in God, you have to continue to abide in him. You have to, to abide in him. How do you do that? Read your Bible every day. <laughs> Amen. Worship God every day. Pray every day. Abide in him. Amen. Are you abiding in him? Amen. And so, and so, so we need to abide in him. And, and when we do that, then the, 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 um, the blessing of abiding in him is, 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 is the fruit will be shown through our lives. Amen. So in John 15, 8, I saw this last night. I thought it was pretty awesome. It says, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Now, I'm almost ready to get out of my chair right now. Because right here is saying how we glorify God. We glorify God by bearing much fruit. Think about that. How many people want to glorify God in here? Amen. I do. So, so how do we do that? Well, we glorify God by, by, by bearing much fruit. Much fruit by by um, uh, allowing God's fruit to be seen and shown in our lives. In other words, people are picking our fruit every day. Amen. Hopefully we have some fruit of patience and peace and love. Amen. And so and so the king fruit is love. And I'm just going to recap here. And Romans five, five, it says, now the hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Who was given to us, so we know this when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, uh, you have the love of God downloaded in you. Amen. Now, for some of us, it might be hard for it to show at times, <laughs> amen. But you do have that love, yeah, but you got to cultivate the love amen. because fruit has to be cultivated. So, you have to cultivate the love of God, you have to learn to walk in love, yes, it's a process. Look at your neighbor, and say it's a process. And so you have to learn to walk in that because that old man and I'm not talking about your father. You know, the Bible talks about and the old man, you know, uh, sometimes I'm kidding with my, my daughter and she'll say something smart to me. I said, I said, don't be talking to your old man like that, you know, and uh and, and, of course, and my wife says, don't call yourself old, you know, and, uh, because our words are powerful. <laughs> and, uh, but the old man, it, it's, it's, it's likened to uh, the, the old nature that you were part of, yes. that sin nature, that we don't have a part of that. You don't have two natures. You don't have split personalities. Amen. And you might say, I beg to differ, Pastor. <laughs> or you may say, well, my, my, my spouse has split personality." Once, every once in a while, he's Dr. Jekyll, and the other, he's Mr. Hyde, you know? And, uh, and, and no, no, you don't have a split personality. You are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. See, some ministers will preach, well, you got two natures, and the both of the natures are fighting with each other, and you know. No, no, you just, you're, you're a new creation. That old man is dead. You consider that old man dead in Jesus' name. He was buried when you received Christ. You were raised up in newness when you got water baptized. You came up out of that water. You're a new person in Christ. Say, I'm a new person in Christ. Amen. And, and, so, and so here, uh, God is glorified when we bear much fruit. So let's look at Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against, there is no law. So we, I, I, we understand this, that what, what he's saying here is that there is a law, uh, and you could say the law of sowing and reaping. Some might say the law of sowing and weeping. <laughs> Amen? But really, it's the law of sowing and reaping. And what is that law? Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. If he sows to the flesh... He, the Bible says he will reap corruption. If he sows to the Spirit, he will reap life. Amen. Amen. So whatever you're sowing to, you could say judgment, but judgment is basically the law. You know, God, God sets up these laws. If you go against these laws, then in a sense, you could say it's judgment, but it's, you're reaping what you sow. Amen. Right? So, so, so that's a law. You, you know, you jump off the building, gravity is going to cause you to go splat. Yes. Right? right? So so you got to work within the laws of the word of God and, and the kingdom laws. And when you understand the kingdom laws and you're sowing in the spirit, you're going to reap that life. Amen. And so we're here to uh, the, the, the love is the king fruit. And we know that's deposited in us. But there's two keys to walking in the love of God. And, uh, you know, I mentioned one key uh, over the past couple weeks or three weeks I've been preaching. But number one, to maintain our love. In our hearts, we have to focus on God's love for us. Okay? You get the revelation of God's love for us. What we did today when we took communion, we're focusing on God's love for us, sending Jesus, and Jesus paying the price for us. And that should keep us uh, partially in God's love. Number two, to maintain God's love, and I, had, I hadn't hit on this yet, but we have to continue to obey God's commands. To, to, we got to continue to obey God. Yeah, right? right? To walk in God's love. John 15, 9 and 10 says it this way. As a father loved me, I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Amen. Amen. So how do we abide in uh, God's love? We keep his commandments. And then there's another scripture that I, I, I could put down here. It talks about that his commandments aren't burdensome. In other words, it's not like a heavy load to obey God. Some people say, oh, it's such a heavy load. I got a big cross to, to bear, Pastor. My cross is heavy. No, no, no. His yoke is easy. And his burdens are light. No, Jesus had the heavy cross. He carried the heavy cross. And then he had to have somebody help him carry that cross. Right. And so we got to get a revelation of that, that 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 to to walk in God's love is to trust and obey because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Amen. So the second power fruit is joy and, and joy is brought into our lives by maintaining a thankful heart. You've got to maintain this heart of thankfulness. And, you know, I've done lots of preachings on the, on gratitude and being thankful, and even you know the world is getting a revelation of the power of thankfulness. Uh, you know, I study out some of these world and some of these people that that are successful and by the world standards, and, and they and even you know different highly successful people say they get up every morning, and part of the reason why they feel that they're successful, and these some of these people are billionaires. They say that the reason why they feel they're so successful is because they maintain an attitude of thankfulness. This is the world. So how much if we maintain an attitude of thankfulness, how much how much will God bless our lives? And so an attitude of thankfulness should bring joy in our life. And remember last week I said, don't be just thankful when you get that big breakthrough. So it's like, oh, when I get my breakthrough, woo, now I'm going to really praise God. I'll, go, I'll come to church then, you know, when I get my breakthrough. No, you need to, you need to be thanking God for the little things. Right. Every little thing God does for you, thank you, God. That light, light you know, you were able to get through that, that light without turning red. Thank you, God. Amen. Just the little things, the parking spot that you get right up front. Thank you, God. Some of us might need a Walk a little bit, well well, I won't go there, but uh, uh, you know that parking spot, thank you God, just the little things are you thanking God for the little things in your life? And when you do that, then God can give you bigger things. you expand the capacity of God to bless you amen and so so we need to continue uh, thanking God for, for that joy. To be a part of our lives. And and also another way that joy... I had hit on this in this series. Another way to to walk in God's joy is to be a witness for the Lord. In other words, we're down here. We're just not down here just for ourselves. We're ambassadors of God. We're representing heaven. But we're here hopefully to get some people into the kingdom. Right? And so since we're here, because if it was all about God just having a relationship with us, right and then maybe us bearing a little bit of fruit, then him taking us to heaven, then that would be great. But we're here to actually to be an influence to the world and to bring some people into the kingdom of God. Amen. In other words, we're, we're, we're called to be a witness for Christ. And so, and, so, and so when we are doing something to bring people closer to God, well, how do you do that, pastor? You know, I'm, I'm not like you. I'm I'm quiet. You know, I'm not one of these. I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very reserved. Amen. That's okay. Just pass out a card and say, hey, "You look like you need church. Here's a card." You know, <laughs> Amen. Uh, you know, you don't have to be all outspoken, but but you can you can witness in a lot of different ways. One way to witness uh, or to be a blessing or to bring people in the kingdom is to pray for people. Yeah, amen. You might just want to pray for somebody. And I'm not just saying pray for somebody just praying for healing, pray for their salvation, pray for them, pray for your relatives. That's a big reason why we're here, because God hears our prayers. So praying is, a, is something that we should be doing, not just praying for ourselves, but praying that people come into the kingdom of God. Amen. And so, so we need to be praying and we need to be witnessing. And we know this, that the disciples uh, in Luke uh, chap- chapter 10, they went out two by two to witness. And the Bible says that they laid hands on the sick and they and the, and the sick recovered and they cast out demons and they came back and they came back. And in Luke ten seventeen, it says, then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are sub- subject to us in your name. And uh, and then Jesus said, you know, uh, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this verse 20, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your name's written in heaven. So so but Jesus was so excited that that they had the power to do what he was doing, that he just worshiped God. He started praising God. And he said, well, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. Amen. In other words, like I said earlier this morning, you have the power. Say, I have the power. You have the power in Jesus' name to command the enemy to get off your back. You have the power in the name of Jesus to command those lying symptoms that are attacking your body to leave you. Amen. And so you have the power, and, and, and we need to utilize the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. So every symptom has to bow to the name of Jesus. So, so, so it's joyful. I'm telling you, God downloads His joy when you're a witness to the Lord. I, sometimes I will be feeling kind of, you know, depressed, and this is... Months ago or years, maybe years now. I can't remember last time I was depressed. But, uh, but every once in a while when I'm thrown down, uh, I'd go out and witness. And when I did, it changed my whole mode. Yeah, so Why? Because I got my, my mind off of myself. See, the problem with a lot of people that have depression is because they're, too, they, they, they're, they're depression, The depression, one of the problems is they're too focused on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. When you get out of focusing on yourself and start focusing on others... Amen. In other words, it's very therapeutic to come to church. It's very therapeutic to serve in the church. Why? Because you get your mind off yourself and you become a blessing for somebody else. And then then God starts revealing to you that you matter. Everybody matters in the kingdom of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And when we start getting out of ourselves and start doing other things for others, then we get we get. You know, lost in the enjoyment of being a blessing to others. Yes. Has anybody in this house ever done anything nice for somebody? Don't raise. Yes. <laughs> do we got any nice people in this place? Have you ever done anything nice? And d- did it make you feel good? Yes. Glory to God. Amen. And so whenever we do something nice or pray for somebody and God answers prayer. When, when God answers prayer, that's exciting. I mean, that's like, whoo, man, God answered my prayer. That got, person got, I was praying for that person, you know, that, that, that person. It could be somebody, you know, how many people buy groceries in here? Amen. Amen. How many people see the same person a lot of times in the same grocery store, that, the same checkout person? And, 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 and do you ever think about witnessing to them and praying for them? And No, not at all, Pastor. Well, start doing it, glory to God. That's why you don't have any joy. Okay, we'll continue. And the third key is, 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 is peace. And peace is really the, it's the absence of walking in worry and anxiety. And we know that Jesus gave us peace, and that is part of our salvation, too. So today I want to talk to you about patience, and I want to marry patience into this idea that, you know, uh, healing, for example, a lot of times when God, uh, when a gift of healing is manifested in us, when God heals us, a lot of times it's not instantaneously, it's a process. And, and a miracle normally is instantaneous. And healing is a process. And so we all want the miracle. In other words, none of us want to wait. We want it now in a New York second. I want my, my prayer answered right now. I don't want to wait any time. Don't make me wait, right? I want it now. You know, that's why, you know, and we get so used to not waiting and we go to the drive-thrus and we don't, you know, and, and we get through the drive-thru and well, if you go to Chick-fil-A, it's going to take you 20 minutes. But um but if you get to the drive-thrus, hopefully it's supposed to be fat. it's supposed to be called fast food. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I got some people shaking their head. It's not fast food where I go. Amen. And, uh, and so, but, but, but we get so used to microwaves. Instead of baking a potato for, for an hour in the, in the oven, we could do it in five minutes. How many people love the microwave bake, baked potatoes? Eh? I love the oven ones myself. Amen. And, and so, but, the, but you can do the microwave. Amen. And so we get so used to things being so fast. You know, we watch a, a 30 minute TV show and, you know, the, the bad guy win, is winning in the beginning and the good guy wins at the end. And it's all done in 30 minutes. Right. And we love that. You know, everything is done. You know, my, my, my wife hates those TV shows that have the cliffhangers. You know, it just kind of, you know, you watch it. And I, oh, yeah. Uh, on the next, continue to the next one. And you got to watch the next one, and they all kind of leave you hanging. Anybody ever used to watch that TV show called 24? Right? It was, it was operating in 24, uh, 24 hours. It's always going down. Remember that? And every time, Jack was about ready to get killed or something, and it stops right at the end. Like, he's going to get killed. Right? And he's able to talk his way out of it. Right? And, and, so, and so we, we don't want to wait for anything. But there is, there's power in, in waiting. there is a power in, in being patient and so and so we got to understand what what patience is and patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, troubled or suffering without getting angry or upset. Patience is the ability to maintain your peace until change occurs. Amen. And uh, how many people are falling miserably at, at the at the power fruit of patience, amen. amen. And uh, and so and so it's the ability to accept or tolerate delay and trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. In other words, it's the ability not to lose your cool, amen. And so so uh, I like what it says in Ephesians four twenty six. You know, anger is not. Against the Bible law. Some people will say, well, you don't, angry, anger is the worst thing in the world. It's not, anger can be used in a positive way. If you can use it, you can, in other words, if you hate, you know, if you get angry with your situation, say you're in debt. You should hate, you know, get to a point where you hate debt. And if you get to a point where you hate it and you're angry at it, it may get you to a point to move out of debt. It may get you to a point where you're willing to write a budget. That you control your spending. Or maybe you're standing on the scale and you're overweight. And you should get... And maybe you said, that's it. You can't fit into your skinny jeans anymore. And, and, you know, and you're like getting angry. That should sometimes push you into moving into a place of freedom. Amen? Remember the... um, uh, Remember the uh, uh, the uh, people in the Old Testament, the uh, the leopards. They, I think it was three of them, and uh, they were in a city that was besieged at that time. Israel was besieged by the enemy. They they blocked everything out, kept food from coming in, and they were the whole city was starving. And and the you know the leopards they were outcasts, and they were starving too. And then they said, you know what? Uh, one guy got this idea. Hey, let's just go into the enemy's camp. And try to get some food. And um, they, and one of them said, well, we could die. He said, well, we could, we're going to die anyway. In other words, they got sick and tired of their situation. They got sick and tired of where they were at. Until you get sick and tired of where you're at, you're not going to move to the next level. Li- Until you get sick and tired of dealing with that sickness. And you're just coddling it. And it's okay. It's my cross to bear. You know, I just have a job ministry. You know. You know, I I, I get, that's my that's what I tell everybody I'm dealing with for the glory of God, you know. You, you know, no the you, know, you don't bear sickness for the glory of God. No, Jesus bore your sicknesses and carried your pains for the glory of God. Right, you, you see that that that's kind of pride coming out. Well, I'm doing it for the glory of God. I'm dealing with his pain and ache. I still make it to church. You know, look how great I am. You know, no, listen, no, no. Jesus paid the price, Amen. so so we wouldn't have to pay that price. So we can partake of the blessing of healing, and so and so we got to get a revelation of that, and and so anger is not a bad deal. And so we know that the three lepers. What happened was. They uh, they they were bold. They went into the enemy's camp and God caused a sound like many horses coming to that camp and, and, and really scared uh, uh, the, the enemy right out of their camp. They ended up running. And then, of course, we know that that the leopards came in and the camp was free and clear and they were eating high off the hog. Right. And they were able to bring the food back in. And, and so and so so we need to get some boldness in this day. We need to start standing against the things that are trying to destroy our life. We need to start standing against sickness, poverty, and all these things that God, is, God doesn't ordain these things in our lives. He gives us the power to get those things out of our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, so, so here, it says here in verse 26, of Ephesians, 4, be angry. So he says be angry, but he says do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. So, so here in Ephesians 4, 29, it says, let, So what anger will do is sometimes, it will cause us to say things that aren't right. Anger will cause us, you know the old saying, loose lips sink ships. It will cause us to say things that we will have death talk coming out of our mouths. Right? Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so sometimes when we get, uh, when we're impatient, we get angry about the situation and then we can speak some wrong things. And he says here, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for the necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearer and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So, so he's saying here that sometimes when we get impatient or we lose our patience, then we lose the power of keeping our tongue under control. Yeah. And then we say things that we may regret later. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so we need to be very careful. We need to kind of slow down. So, so James helps us with this in 1, 19 and 20 in the, in, in the area of patience. And James says it this way. So, my, my, uh, so then, uh, James 1, 19 and 20. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So he's saying, let every man be swift to hear. And, and be slow to speak and slow to wrath. And what we do is we, we practice that a lot of times in the, in the reverse. We're quick to wrath, quick to speak, and slow to hear. Amen. Amen. And so we need to do that. In other words, we need to slow down. Remember Jesus, and you remember this story, and man, remember they came to Jesus, and he threw that woman in front of Jesus, and that woman was caught in adultery, and, and then, you know, they were trying to trip Jesus up because he was preaching love and forgiveness, right? And mercy. And so they were trying to get Jesus tripped up and, uh, with the law, right? And remember that Jesus didn't answer quickly? Remember he just sat back and he started, you know, dueling on the sand, the Bible says? He didn't answer. He, he waited on God for wisdom. And so he waited. He could have got angry. Man, they, he knew that they were trying to trip him up. They were always trying to trip Jesus up. The Pharisees said these were always trying to figure out a way to get Jesus. You know, the devil's trying to figure out a way to get you. You know, the devil's always trying to figure out a way. He's trying to find an open door to get into your life. And one of the ways he tries to do that is through our tongues being unchecked. And we're saying the wrong. Oh, I always I always get, you know, the flu in the winter. Well, you're gonna always get it. I, I, always, I always have allergies in the springtime. Well, you're going to always get it. You, you, you get what you say. Amen. You, you're, you're authorizing it. In other words, you know, what you say is what, you, you know, you say it enough, you're authorizing it in your life. And so you got you know, Jesus says, speak to the mountain, command that mountain to, be, to go, to be cast in the sea. Your words have power. Yes, amen. amen. No more allergies for Pastor Dave. Amen. For you, too. Now, you might want to add some you know, natural honey to go with that. Amen. I'm not against doing some natural remedies. Amen. And so and so we need to get a revelation of that, that 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 um, that anger uh, also in, in the negative uh, will cause us to speak the wrong things. And so we need to be uh, slow to wrath. I like what it says in Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding. But he who is impulsive exalts folly. Now, one of my prayers that I pray, and gosh, i got to close this down. But one of my prayers that I pray is, God, give me an understanding heart. Why? Why do I want an understanding heart? Because I want to be able to understand where people are coming from if they're coming against me. So if I can get an understanding of what they're, what's happening maybe with their life, it will help me not to, you know, respond in the wrong way. So I, I, I was um, at the, uh, the other day. Let me give you a case in point. I was, I was at the uh, post office, and I was, I was taking care of some business, and I was, I was happy-go, happy-go-lucky, but I, that's a bad word, happy-go-grace or whatever. But, uh, but I was happy, you know, I'm, I, and I was talking to the lady, having a good time. I had my mask on, and I was just talking to her about some stuff about what I was doing. And I just, my, you know, my own little my business. And then when I when I turned around and started walking out the door, uh, this lady that was in line said, you, almost like, you should be ashamed of yourself talking out loud and all this. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm like, man, I woke up in such a good mood. I don't know what happened. <laughs> she was yelling at me, giving me the riot act. I was like, my God. I mean, in front of everybody, she was yelling at the pastor. And I was about to say, know your place, woman. You know, I was about ready to get... In her face, you know, that was the old man, you know, I was like, and, and she was just, 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 and, and she was yelling at me because I was doing all this talking over there. What about all her blabbing about how bad I am? You know, she was, and, and as I, walk, I I just kept, I, I listened, I heard her, and I just kept walking. <laughs> I kept walking because I had somewhere to go. And I said, Lord, what's going on with that lady? And I, And I prayed it through, you know, instead of getting angry. And, and, and what I thought was maybe she had a loved one that died of, of, you know, COVID. And maybe, you know, she's dealing, maybe she's got it. Or maybe she had, maybe she, you know, maybe she's been listening to too much CNN. you know, And, and they're telling you, you, you go outside, you're going to die like every other day. So maybe, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what her thought process is. Maybe she's not even saved and she has no faith. So, so you just got to give people just some benefit, you know. Not, and so, as I thought about that, it made me just you just fluff it off. Right. I, I, it still got a little under my skin a little bit, you know, because we're flesh. Right. When somebody yells at you, it's going to get under your skin. Right. But you don't need to let it stay there. Right. You need to understand that people are dealing with stuff that you don't know what they're dealing with, and she's just probably just venting her feelings because she because you know she's in fear. Amen. And so, and so here, Proverbs 15.1 is really good when somebody's chewing you out. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, I, I could have gave her the peace sign that day with, with one finger. But I didn't do that. I, 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 I could have done it as I was walking out. And if the old man took over, I may have done it. <laughs> but praise God, that old man is dead. Pastor David's walking in love. I I value my health. Because if I walk out of love, then my health is going to be attacked. Brother Hagin says, one, you know, the first thing, if he's being attacked with any sickness, the first thing he checks up on is his love walk. Because if he's harboring ill will or bitterness, that opens the door for the enemy to work. Are you, I, I'm still talking about healing today because healing is granted to us, but we've got to walk under the law of grace, amen? Not, uh, not under the law of sin and death. And, and so Proverbs 15:18 says, A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who's slow to anger and, and patient calms disputes. Proverbs 16:32 says, He who's slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules the spirit than he who takes the city. So, so there's a lot in Proverbs that talks about the power of staying calm, cool, and collected when things are not going the right way. So the fruit of patience is the capacity to accept and tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry and upset. So we got to continue to maintain that peace uh, factor. Amen? Uh, you know, patience is also the ability to endure until you see the promise. I think patience is more like endurance. It's the ability to stay in the fight until you see the promise. You know, it says in Hebrews 6, 12, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those through faith and patience, inherit the promises. You don't inherit the promise of healing without faith and without patience. Because the Bible says through faith and patience, I wish it was just faith alone and we could have it now. But sometimes it's through faith and patience we inherit the promise. Remember Joseph? And did you know Joseph went through many years, I believe it was 13 years, in slavery until he became the prime minister uh, of Egypt. So that's 13 years. The Bible says that, that the word of God tested him in those 13 years but he maintained his right attitude. And because he maintained a right attitude in those 13 years, he was promoted to prime minister. Now, you need to ask yourself, are you maintaining your attitude in the process of persevering to obtain the promise? Are you, are you keeping your attitude right? Or are you saying, I'm, that's it, I'm done, it's over, I'm giving up on the Bible, I'm giving up on faith, I'm giving up on the church... Where are you going to go if you give up on Jesus? Amen. There's nowhere else to go but down. Amen. There's no way. Remember when, Job was, remember when Job was, you know, he was in his problem and uh, he was afflicted. He lost all his wealth. Remember Job, the patience of Job. And then finally his wife said, curse God and die. She got a little exasperated over that situation. He lost everything but, but, his, but his better half encouraging him. In his worst moments. Curse God and die. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to curse God in your misery. But no, you need to start praising God. You need to start thanking God. You need to start giving God some worship and praise. James 1 and 2 says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And listen to this. But let patience have its perfect work, that you'll be perfect, complete, complete. Lacking nothing. When you have total patience, it will do it. In other words, you'll get to a point in your walk with God, when you're standing on the promise, you have, you have to get to a place to get that promise manifest in your life. You've got to get into that place where you're resting in the Lord. Yes, You've got to get in a place where you don't give a rip anymore. Oh, where God. you're casting your cares on the Lord. Where, where, it, where you are learning to trust God. Oh. ...in that place. You've got to get to the place where... ...you know, when peace is letting go... ...but patience is holding on. So peace is letting go... ...but patience is holding on... ...until you see the promise. Now we see this... ...and I'm talking to you about healing... ...because some of you are believing God... ...for healing in this house today. Some of you are believing God for deliverance. Some of you are you're, you're, you're believing... ...either for healing or deliverance... And God's power is able to get you where you need to go. Amen. But, but allow patience to have its perfect work and allow God to work with you to get through until you get to the promise. And so here, it says here in Mark 5, 25 and 34, it says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. And had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and nothing. And there was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. I want to stop here. So we see here, this is an account of a lady that had a problem for 12 years. Yes. Think about this. And think about this. That she went through physicians. She spent all that she had. But she kept looking for the answer. Yes. Yes. See, see, listen. She, she knew that there was an answer. In herself, she wasn't willing to give up. In other words, she was willing to continue to, to search for the answer. And she, obviously she heard about Jesus going around healing and delivering yes. people. And as she started thinking about this, she said, you know, she did have, her patience. You know, she, her patience kept her into the fight. In other words, don't give up the fight. Amen. And so she thought about Jesus. And she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. And so she, she actually, she coached herself into faith. I was listening to this one minister. And he said people that sometimes have problems getting healing. He would tell them he was a healing minister. It was, it was uh, Brother Hagan. He was a, uh, they'll say this, he would like minister for maybe a week at a church, and he would like have the healing at the end of the week, like on a Friday, start on Monday. And he would say, I want you to confess over and over to yourself, when Brother Hagin lays hands on me, I will be healed. And he would get them to coach themselves into faith. When, when, when I get hands laid on me, I will be delivered. And so he would say, now say that as often as, as the symptom hits your body. Just keep confessing. When hands are laid on me, I will be healed. And he found that most of the people that did that got their healing instantaneously right there. Are you listening to what I'm saying to? In other words, the Bible says that this lady right here, It was her faith that made her well. In other words, your faith, not my faith, not Jesus' faith, not, you know, the healing evangelist's faith, but your faith can make you well. Do you believe that today? And so your faith, how do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She heard Jesus healing people and she went out and she got her healing. She got it because Jesus wasn't even aware that she was sick. And he said, who touched me? And he looked back around and and, and the disciples said, there's so many people touching you. And he said, no, no, who touched me with faith? Because there was virtue. There was power that went out from him into her. And that's why he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. The second second, uh, story I want to talk to you about, I'm closing here is that there's a lady uh, from Tyre of Sidon and she was not uh, uh, a Jew. And, uh, and it's in Mark 7, 24 and 30. Let's just read here. It says, from there he arose, talking about Jesus, and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and went no one to know, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. And she came, fell at his feet, and the woman was a Greek, ...a Seraphoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast out a demon out of her daughter. But But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, yes, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, for this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter... And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out of her daughter lying on the bed. So we see here that this lady, uh, you know, he says in another place in other scriptures, he said healing is the children's bread. And he said that he's called to the lost children of Israel. And so, so Jesus, and then, and then she, he was basically, she was being delayed. She was being delayed. He wasn't giving her her answer. Quite yet, in other words, she, the patience that she walked in allowed her to to deal with the possible. We may say the insult of, well, you know, uh, I'm not going to give uh, the children's bread to dogs, right? Jesus said that, but Jesus was trying to reveal some truth to her. He wasn't trying to um, dishonor her. He was trying to reveal to her where she was at because she was more interested in. Her, in getting getting her daughter free than worshipping Jesus. And finally when she when he said when she said, "Lord," she was inter- interested in get, you know, when she finally said, "Lord, even the dogs," she was saying, oh, "I'm bound to you, Lord, now." Right? So she, she sometimes we 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 want the, the the we listen, we want people fixed in our life. Right? So they won't agitate us anymore. God, heal that person. Deliver that person so I don't have to deal with it anymore. This is what this lady was saying. She said, let my daughter's with the demons, driving me crazy. <laughs> right? Get, can you fix this? And she said, I'm not going to give my, my bread to the dogs. And she said, and then she said, okay, I'm submitting to you, Lord. Uh, even the dogs uh, eat from the crumbs of the, master, of the master's table. I'm serving you now. And he, and he said, and he, he, you know what he said? You know, in another account, he said, great is your faith. Great is, he said, very few times Jesus would say to people when they got their healing, you got great faith. But he said it to this, he said it, he said it twice. And it wasn't really people of his, you know, it wasn't the Israelites. It wasn't even, the, he never even told his disciples they had great faith. He, remember he said to the, to the centurion. You got great faith. Remember the centurion? He uh, came to him and said, my servant is sick, but you don't have to go to him. But if you just speak the word, uh, I believe if you just speak the word, my servant will be healed. And Jesus said, great faith. I've never seen such great faith in all of Israel. And two people outside the covenant had great faith. Think about that. Sometimes the people of the world walk in greater faith than, mm, than people of God. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes people of the world have greater faith. They're more positive about life than, than Christians. And I'm telling you, we should be the most positive people on the planet. Why? Because we have Jesus. Because we have the King of kings and Lord. Because not only do we cast out demons and lay hands on the sick and see them recover, but because our name is written in the land's book of life. We have an inheritance that cannot be taken away. And I'm telling you, we're going. We're getting to that point and we're getting to that point where Jesus is going to come back for us and we're going to be changed in a twinkling of an eye and we'll have our glorified bodies and we'll ne- sickness will never be able to touch our bodies again. The devil won't be able to put anything on us again because we'll be just like Jesus. But until then, we got to stand in faith. We got to speak to the symptoms. We got to walk in love. And I'm telling you, we will see the victory as long as we keep walking in God's love, keep speaking to the circumstances, keep our mouths closed from saying the wrong things. Amen. And if we do some of these key things, we're going to see our healing and not only ours, but healing for our family in the future. And today in Jesus name, you believe that? Amen. Well, I believe you received it today. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father. I just thank you, Lord God, that you are doing great and mighty things. And I thank you, Lord God, for the power of patience. And Father, I thank you that that we know that none of us likes to wait. But I know that good things come to those that do wait, Father, on you, Lord. Waiting on you, Father God, for a revelation of of what to do and, and how to handle the circumstances and situations that we are encountering in our life. And so, Father, I just thank you for every person here uh, in this audience and those that are watching online. And I know there's those that are dealing with with issues. There's those that are dealing with maybe long-term sicknesses and illnesses. Well, I believe today is your day. And praise God. And if that's you watching online, I believe it's your day today. But the key, really, to receive all the blessings of God is to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So I want to lead you in this prayer. And when you receive Jesus... You receive all the blessings that the Bible promises. So say this and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised in the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name.